Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. Uh, been a pretty busy week, Derek. Getting lots of stuff done. Work sucks. <laughs> I really need somebody out there just to pay me to sit at home, to go canoeing, to go paddling, to go... You need to win the lotto. Yeah, no, I just need like a sugar mama. <laughs> sugar mama? That doesn't mind the fact that I'm actually married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's the drawback. Yeah, when you're when you're like online looking for sugar mamas, yeah, apparently being married and having kids is it's it's a it's a killjoy. There. Yeah, a... yeah, yeah. That's part of it. Oh, married? No, no. Sorry, sorry. You're too overqualified for this job, sir. So you should get off the dating websites then. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> if there's any sugar mamas out there that want to pay me just to go paddling 365 days a year. <laughs> Yeah. Look me up. <laughs> Derek, not so much, because he's ugly as sin. You oh, can tell uh, by his voice. Sean has the face for radio. <laughs> you got that right, buddy. Yeah, but I got a cool beard. <laughs> Chicks dig not the beard. Not that anybody can tell. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, look at this, people. Look, I got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would go with this beard? A nice Viking helmet. It would. Why don't you buy me one? I'm not buying you nothing. Why? <laughs> you could be a sugar mama. <laughs> So uh, what's new this week, Derek? I'm asking you anyway, even though you hate that question yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. Actually, uh, I've been seeing a lot of, over the last uh, couple of weeks, there's more and more stuff coming out from the uh, the Paddle Sports Retailer Show. Oh yeah, that so happened what, uh, uh, This was the first half, one of its kind. Three weeks ago now? Yeah, a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Anyways, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff starting to come out of it. It was only, you know, I thought it was more than three days long, but it's, uh, so this was a three day event. And uh, it was the first annual. They're going to start holding one every year next Oklahoma. year. Oklahoma. Next year is Oklahoma. Oklahoma next Tornado year. Alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come for the show. Stay for the tornado. <laughs> Go home with Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> and her little dog, Toto. <laughs> so it's what's interesting, though, is that there's a lot of... Uh, there's there's been a lot of stuff coming out of it, a lot of articles, a lot of information, and we had discussed this earlier. And I figured that we'd start seeing stuff like you know coming to the winter season and stuff. But they are, and I guess you know I was wrong. They they obviously are going to hammer the media. This is this was a major event for the paddling industry, and uh, they're they're out there right in the forefront talking about all the new this that the other thing that are that are hitting that's hitting the market are going to hit the market many of the items are not yet available until like uh, later this fall and or winter right so yeah i figured it would have taken a bit till it's actually in the market too yeah uh, yeah but some of them are hitting the market almost right away mm-hmm. like uh there's there's some some of the paddles that i was looking at are available at the end of september so it's uh yeah you were looking at a Sanborn one weren't you? Oh, what yeah. a beautiful set of paddles. So the, the They main... have great fantastic t-shirts I must say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if anybody follows our social media, Sean's been posting some Sanborn canoe t-shirts. Sanborn canoe t-shirts and Hudson's Bay Company t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, basically if it's a paddle t-shirt yeah. I'll wear it. He, he's yeah. pimping up for advertising. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hooker that way. <laughs> I mean, I'm loose and easy when it comes to t-shirts. <laughs> so it's it's hard to find some highlights from the show because there's so many highlights. But uh, I guess, and of course, these are these are sort of our, I guess we could say top three or four favorites from the show that kind of that kind of stuck in our minds. There's so many things like if you're into kayaking, stand up paddleboard, or doesn't matter what you're into, there's something for you that that's coming out of this show. And uh, one of the major uh, media sponsors for the the uh, Paddle Sports Retailer Show is uh, Rapid Media. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the information we're getting is going to be from Rapid Media and Canoe Roots Magazine and, you know, whatever, Adventure Kayak. A couple and, of our favorites. Yeah. So, uh, but start right off the top, right off the, right off the kick is uh, like for paddles and stuff. We, there's uh, Sanborn Canoe is coming out with a few new paddles this year. They're, uh, they're, they've updated their gunflint design and, uh, it's, it's a really beautiful paddle, the gunflint design, uh, by Sanborn Canoe. Nicely it's, painted, eh? Oh yeah, it's amazing. So the one that, uh, the one that we were looking at, the one that's nicely painted, that's the, uh, stand-up paddleboard paddle. And it's a beautiful paddle. They do some amazing work. A lot of their paddles are like either mostly or more than half is cedar. And it's a, they're very light, super light paddles. And just the look and the design and how they've uh, designed them, it's, it's, they're amazing looking paddles. I'd love to get my hands on one or two. The, uh, so it's, they're really nice paddles. If you guys get, get to uh, rapidmedia.com, 
They, there's all these articles that are coming out of the uh, the paddle sports retailer show. Well, I know the looking at Sanborn, it looks like they're doing the cedar paddles, but they're putting a fiberglass tip on them. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, or a resin tip, whatever mm-hmm. that resin stuff that most people use, right? Yeah. But that's important, right? You To stop any checking or splitting of your paddle when you're whacking off rocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's what exactly what happens. Yeah. You start paddling around and you're just cracking them off of rocks yeah. and and uh, the bottom of the of the rivers and, and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, at least to get that little little bit of fiberglass protection. Because when you're spending money on a really nice custom paddle like that, the last thing that you want to be doing is cracking it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got a paddle I've been using for ages. It's a, a otter tail paddle. <laughs> Cost me like next to nothing at, I think, crappy tire or something like that. Canadian tire. And um, yeah, I mean, it's got a split probably about a quarter of the way up <laughs> from the bottom. The The tip is, is all chewed up because I've used that thing to push off of rocks and, you know, stop myself in a couple of... Uh, swifts and stuff like that and uh push off from shore and that sort of thing so the bottom's pretty beaten up and but i still use it you know when i'm spending money on a on a custom wood paddle i wouldn't expect to be having my paddle end up in the same condition yes right so and especially with these they're like they're handcrafted Stuff like that. Yeah, These paddles beautiful. are and beautiful paddles. They do something interesting that you don't often see is they paint their paddles or paddle blades. They have all these different paddle and color designs. Like primarily they use reds, blues, and yellows. But the, the paddles, even the pa- the painted ones are, are just amazing. Yeah, I mean, you can get the regular unpainted versions as well. You know, and you get the different colors with the different types of wood in them yeah. and that sort of stuff. It's but a yeah, beautiful some of their, looking paddle. There seems to be a lot of companies are starting to uh, really get into the into the painting of paddles and stuff. Yep. Give them more designs than just the regular. Exactly. Yeah. Sort Something. Of thing. Some a nice piece of artwork because it's always I I feel better when I'm paddling with a really nice paddle. Like you, you know, it's uh, yeah, something just adds to it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, another company that was there this year was Bending Branches. Yes. Now they had a black pearl. Um, paddle out a while back yeah and they've come out with the black pearl too yeah so this is a what is it all carbon fiber mm-hmm. so it's a full carbon fiber canoe paddle and this is their next iteration this is the back black pearl too this one here comes in just under 16 ounces it's uh if there's ever a non-wood paddle i would buy this is it it's an amazing looking paddle the uh, Rapid Media has a little video where they uh, the the guy at the retailer show he introduces the paddle and talks about the paddle and they hold it up and take a look at it and talk about it. It's what a beautiful paddle! Like this is I would and they call it a touring paddle. So it's for long river touring, paddle touring. It's not a whitewater paddle. It's mm-hmm. a, if you're going to be doing the mountain river or if you're going to be doing through Algonquin Park, this is the one to have. Yeah, and again, it's got the the edges and that that are protected. To yes, help along. they the, said the problem I have with carbon paddles, canoe paddles, yeah. is they are so light. You're you're waiting for them to break. No, oh, I suppose right? you'd be. Yeah, I never thought about that. I mean, that's just like the. I mean, my son played hockey. He played rep hockey, and some of these massively lightweight hockey sticks, one good slap shot, and kaboom! And you see it happening. They blew. You go to games and you see the yeah. blades. Yeah, and when you're off when you're things. paying one hundred and fifty dollars for a, <laughs> a hockey stick. Yeah. And you're watching that thing shatter. Could you imagine if you're paying a couple hundred bucks for a, a paddle and you just and watch it shatter face. off yeah. of something? And that's that's always my fear about yeah. beautiful paddle, absolutely beautiful paddles, the technology that's gone into them and, and just looking at them, the lightweight and everything like that. I'd love to have one or two or three or five or ten. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like... And and these paddles, like the uh, they're beautiful. The Sandborn, the Black Pearl by Bending Branches, they're they're like a two hundred fifty dollar, three hundred dollar yeah. paddle. They're definitely a, a an, an investment. investment. Yes. Yeah, inve- yeah, yeah, that investment word. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you're if you're lo- really looking for something, I mean, you want to put some money into it, and you're looking at something like that. Yes. You know, um, our friend Mike Burns, who's been on the show a couple of times, he does the Cedar Strip canoes and that. He's got himself a bent shaft paddle, and I mean that thing's. Yeah, He's he went to a local that for ages. He went to a local guy who had it custom made for him, took measurements of Mike, mm-hmm. his 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 uh his typical flex, his typical height his height and all this stuff. So they took all that into account and they built him a custom canoe just for his build. Yeah. So it, it's it's yeah, and yeah. he's had that for 
ages. Eight years? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. So he's and it still looks good too. Yeah. Well he takes care of his stuff too, yeah. of course. But Yeah, he yeah. he doesn't he doesn't rip it off of rocks and stuff like we yeah. do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I t- <laughs> and that's exactly why I buy the cheap stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know how I'm going to treat yeah, it. Yeah, I, I tend to abuse my equipment, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of paddles there that were really nice to see. Now, one of, we've been looking, you know, we've been talking about white water and, yes. and canoes and stuff like that. And of course, you need a nice, good paddle to do that. But in order to go white water canoeing, you need a white water canoe. A white water canoe. And we look at Swift. They've got their uh, whitewater canoe. They've got Nova Craft, which has their whitewater yeah. one. Well, Mad River Canoe has introduced the Explorer 16 in T4Max. Yes. And that's what most people, there's what, T4Max and... Tough Stuff. Tough Stuff. Yeah. So ever, ever since... the Royal X. Yeah. When Royal X went away. And, you know, in the last little while, I've been I've been going on Kijiji and, and uh, Amazon. I'm look, looking for an old uh, Royal X canoe to buy. Just because it's you can't get them anymore, and but people are starting to ask for a premium price for these old Royal X canoes, even though they're beaten up, right? Because mm-hmm. people still want them, right? But uh, it's interesting you, to, to hear Mad River Canoe talk about it. They never really liked Royal X. They never. Yeah, they weren't happy with Royal. Yeah, X, they eh? never were satisfied with the the softness, with the uh, flexibility of Royal X. It was too. It was too soft, too smooth, and yeah. it, it served its purpose. And but then when it went away, the uh, what uh, the industry was forced to find something else. Was forced to adopt something new. Yeah. And what what's interesting with Med River Canoe, they they're early adopters of a few things. Like Med River Canoe, they uh, they came up with the very first Kevlar canoe in 1973. It's an industry first. So they they tend to they or they try to lead the pack with uh, innovation, right? Anyways, so now they're they've come out with the uh, and so the design their the canoe design is the um, Explorer 16. And it's their one of their most popular watercraft for white water, and so now they've come out with a T T4MX version of the Explorer 16. Now one thing that I if you're going to do white water, it's it's nice to have a big, it's solid canoe, stable canoe. And I like the Royal X for its toughness. And it always felt a little bit greasy. Mm-hmm. And that's just the typical thing with uh, Royal X. But uh, it was it was a little bit lighter. But with T4MX, when we did the uh, canoe polling weekend a few weeks back, yep. the uh, what Matt Olson, he had a T4MX canoe. And it was heavy. Yeah. And it's just the design. T4MX is a heavier material. So these canoes are going to come in, in in around the range of 85 pounds or so. How much is a Grumman? Okay, well, a Grumman's different. But actually, no, yeah, it's metal. Much, I don't I don't. I know. don't think I've ever looked at how heavy a Grumman would I be. I never have. I mean, with a Grumman, I mean, it takes dents and everything like that. But, but the thing with... It's loud and noisy. Yes. Hey, it's pretty tough. And what was weird is when you hit a rock, you screeched to a halt. You welded to that rock. <laughs> yeah. But with T4 Max and with, you know, the old uh, Royal X, you'd, you you greased and slid right over rocks. Mm-hmm. It just, you, you skirt the rocks. And yeah, there was a lot of oil canning issues with uh, kayaks and canoes made out of Royal X. And I don't think you're going to get the same oil canning with T4 Max, but we'll know in a few years as it becomes more and more adopted amongst uh, whitewater paddlers. Well, the Explorer 16 is available uh, late 2017. Yes, so late so- this fall. Yeah, so yeah. like yeah, any time there's going to be coming yeah. out at the end of this. But there's a you know. who is it? Uh, Novacraft has T four Max out. Mm-hmm. Was that was Swift uh, has uh, some? Is it T four? Matt's canoe or? was. Uh, it was. It's not Novacraft. Yeah, his was Novacraft. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to be the go-to. It seems. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think everybody's going to start slowly branching off into because it's it's a market that you're kind of stuck going one or two. Yeah, suppliers you're limited here in canada anyway yes. where we are yes there's one or two suppliers that have yeah. something and uh I, I think there needs to be more mm-hmm. um suppliers out there with with an equivalent yes item yeah you know that we can we can go to uh but yeah that's that'll be interesting to see that and see how well it uh handles and how well it uh, stands up yes. in comparison with everything I, else, I, i'm right? gonna want to i, I want to try and rent one and test it out and and uh, the I, I don't know what is available locally, but it's going to be Lovecraft or Swift mm-hmm. or whatever that you can get from any of the outfitters around Algonquin or up north. They have the Explorer 16. I wonder if they'll come up with like a 17. 
A 17 just seems to be that little bit extra for expeditions and, yes. and tripping, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that, that extra, I mean, when you say an extra foot, really, you look at 12 inches, whatever. But when you've it got 12 inches volume. in a canoe, when you're when you're on an expedition, longer, you want that wider. one extra bag or something yeah, that's in there, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, the 17 is, is Extra just, day or two of food and gear yeah. and, yeah. yeah. Cam- camera gear, video gear, that sort yeah. of thing. An extra body to haul out, that sort Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I wonder if it'll, it'll, I think, I think maybe it'll go with this one first, the 16, and then branch out from there, I, mm-hmm. I gotta think, so. The, the last thing. And the last and, thing, because this is this one is, of my favorite, well, I, you know what? I've, I've used a lot of different suppliers over the years, what, 35 years now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I latched on to this supplier and I've just loved every item I've ever got from them. Yes. So to see something like this and start reading it is just like, oh, my wife is going to kill me <laughs> because I see this. It's going to come to the store. I'm going to want one. I'm going to whine yeah. like a baby till I get one. And she's going to go, oh my God, you've got one already. But you don't need safety. this. And, yes, but it's safety related. My other one's like at least three years old. Yeah. I need a new one because they only last like a few years. Or at least that's what I'm telling her. <laughs> I need a new one. I'm not too big on the color because it's bright orange. That stands out. Yeah, You're well, my last one stood out too. We're talking about the new Coquitat PFD. Yes. Uh, my old one, <laughs> I used to used to wear an orange. All my stuff was orange. Like all my safety well, gear start, was you, orange. You, you always think of safety. You always think of visibility. Yeah. And, Visib- and that's exactly yeah, it. And yeah. Like uh, I go canoe tripping with people on for like two weeks and they go, man, if we ever get lost, they're just going to look for you because we can bloody well see your, your <laughs> life jacket from space. <laughs> it's so orange and bright. Then I went yellow and black with my Coquitat and oh my God, I love Coquitat life jacket. <laughs> I just love it. The pockets, the way it fits, the way it I, I like this myself. design and this one here reminds me of, you know, the typical fisherman with all the pockets on his green uh, I vest. I do, I do. This is like a... The Rolly boys vest. always fish. So like looking at this, there's all kinds of drawstrings, pulls, pockets, hand warmer pockets. There's there's a pair of scissors on a string. There's a knife. 14 and... pockets, my friend. 14 <laughs> this, pockets. Not that it's a good idea to weigh down your life jacket. I wonder if there's but... a Mickey pocket. <laughs> there would be. You could <laughs> use a hand warmer pocket. But this is a beautiful looking life jacket. And and the reason why I find it so interesting is because I'm in the market. My current life jacket I bought back in the spring of 2003. And I'm still using it. So... No, mine's not that old. I, I usually get a new one every five Mine years. Mine is 14 so. years old. Ooh, dude, they expire. Time for a new one. Oh, it's still in great shape though. I take, yeah. I take care of it. Yeah. Have it's, you it, jumped into the water and floated lately? I do. Every year. I do it every year. Oh, As sh- should be. I'm a bad swimmer, so I always swim with my life jacket. Yeah, that's, we actually had a show about that. Every year you should be jumping in. Yep. And testing out your life jacket Absolutely. gear, all your safety gear. Absolutely. You should be checking it out, my friend. <laughs> this actually has, um. It has a D ring for. bladder. Yes. On the back. Yes. So you can put a water bladder on the back. You can put a water bladder in the back pocket. A water backer in the black. On the spine pocket. <laughs> it's This is a nice, nice life jacket. Yeah, it's got like pockets everywhere. It's got this, that, and the other thing to lash stuff on. You can put a knife on it. Now, the knife is sideways. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure across Across the front. Uh, mine is... I got one that can go on the back that I can reach over my shoulder and pull it out, which, yeah. you know, I'm going to do that. If I'm going to do that, I might as well have a sword strapped to my yes. back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Rambo. (laughs) The power of He-Man, right? (laughs) Uh, But it's got the one on the chest that I can just, and I've got the, there's two little things that squeeze together and I pull the knife out if I need to cut some some string or whatever. But this one's like midsection straight across. It's weird, right? It's kind of weird, the positioning of it. Yeah. So you're going to hit it every time you do the zipper. Yeah. That's the only thing, the only drawback I can, but you know what? With everything else, I could live with that. Yeah. I could deal with that. (laughs) You know, I, yeah. I could deal. So that's what we saw this week from the Paddle Sports Retailer Show. Yeah, so there's it, some it, pretty you know, cool stuff. There's, there's I mean, a lot there's, of interesting stuff. If, if you go to the Rapid Media site, just Google Rapid Media uh, Paddle Sports Retailer Show, it'll take you to the site and it's got videos and all these different articles about stuff yes. that came out. Canoes, kayaks, gear up the ding dong. 
and there's videos and everything like that explaining stuff that you're going to spend hours there just watching yeah. all this stuff and you're going to be drooling and your bank is going to be going, here he comes for a loan. <laughs> Because yeah, you're going to want to buy stuff. I think industry-wide, we're reaching and starting to reach a high point. Like, I've never seen so many new innovations in the paddle sports industry in a long time. It's, it's Everything seems to be like there's canoes, and the next innovation is like kayaks, and the next innovation, yeah. stand-up paddleboard. But now it seems to be they're Across taking the everything, all these disciplines, yeah. and improving stuff and making stuff for everything. And what we're they're seeing They're not trying here, to come up with something new to paddle. no. We're seeing an innovation with technology and materials and design. Like they're they're going down to the the basement level and just redesigning so many things with their oh, the, the kayak designs. Yeah, there's so many weird kayak designs. And you know what? There's an awful lot of sit on top kayaks now. Yes, there's a well, lot there's of... one I saw a chair on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with, here with comes kayaks, the king and his throne down the river. With kayaks, there there's a, the the fishing industry. The kayak yes. fishing industry is is exploding yep. right now, yep. and it's becoming hugely popular. Like it's been popular for a few years, but I think in the it's just in the last year or so, and coming this year, it's it's just exploding. Like especially in the ocean and stuff, because yes. you're seeing these guys with these massive tarpon and sharks yeah. and 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 all that. How do you land one of those? Seriously. I know. How do you land no one of those? If something is bigger than your, exactly. your craft. What are you thinking? What, <laughs> dude, <laughs> get out. <laughs> get yourself a power boat at that point. <laughs> start, start a fishing charter at that point. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. It just, there, there's so many the innovations. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and it looks like people are looking say, Hey, these are what these guys did. Well, what if we took what they did, redesigned it a bit and added this? Yeah. And it's a total different concept. Mm -hmm. And you got to then think somebody else is looking at that going, Oh, hey, look what <laughs> they took that. Good. They added that. They changed this. But what if we did this? Exactly. And, it, and that's the way it just carries on. Yeah. Use a different material. It's it, There's so many different things on the market today. Like technology yeah. is advancing in leaps and bounds for for fabrics and materials and for all this reflective materials and flotation and and more. And there's all these new designs with uh, and improvements on, float, on flotation. And mm -hmm. there's... It's just incredible the advancements that are going on and how it's it's really reforming the paddle sports industry. Well, you got to think when you were a kid. Remember those big uh, what do we call them? The horse, the horse life jackets. Oh, the horse collar life jackets. The yes. horse collar life jackets that fit yeah. over your head. Those are ridiculous. Tied around you. I can't see them. Uh, <laughs> I suppose right? they could save you, but. <laughs> and now you look at the and they got this little inflatable thing that ties around your waist. That's it. And if you go overboard, you pull the string and boom. Yes. You know, like. <laughs> How did you get from a horse collar to this fancy, to a fanny pack yeah. that explodes and yeah. floats you down the river, <laughs> right? Like th that's innovation for you, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, go to go to Rapid Media, uh, just Google it and Ra Rapid Media Paddle Sports Retailer Show, and you'll see a ton of stuff that they've come out with. Like we could spend shows and shows just talking about the gear that's come out and the innovations that came from this show. And by the time we were done talking about it all, next year's show is going to happen. Yes. And then we start again. So yeah. we might as well just call ourselves the Paddle Sports Retailer Show. So, <laughs> But we're not going to do that because we got too many other things to talk about. So let's take a quick commercial and we'll be right back to talk about something we started talking about on last week's show. Exactly. We'll be right back. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
And welcome back. Um, last week's show, if you haven't heard it, go to iTunes, go to our website. Yeah, stop listening to, right now. Yeah, stop listening right now. <laughs> go back, listen to last week's show, and then come back. Uh, last week we talked about kayaking, well, a bunch of stuff kayaking. Uh, weird stuff, religion, why kayaking is better than canoes and some people's opinions. Yes. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, one of the things we didn't really have time for is... If we were to go canoeing, sorry, kayaking, because, you know, I'm good. I do canoe. Yes. If we were to go kayaking anywhere in the world, if money was no option, time was no option, your work said, eh, why don't you take a couple months off and go canoeing and kayaking and do whatever you do? And, and we did a similar thing for canoes yes. a while back. Oh, yeah. And I won that one. Well, there's no win. There's no lose. No, there's a win. No. I win. No. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, buddy. I won. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, if you want to stay at home. But, but, but as per anyway, <laughs> as per standard practice, as per standard practice, I stay home, and Siobhan or <laughs> Sean, Sean tours the world. See, you're getting to this sugar mama thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tour the world. I don't want to stay at home. If I'm going out with a kayak or a canoe or a stand-up paddleboard, I'm going. I see a destination. I'm going for it. And if somebody says, "Oh, here's a prepaid visa." Well, don't expect me to be staying, you know, within the two hours of home. Well, no, my, my list isn't two hours from home. It's all over Canada. Hello, this is Sean. I am calling from Bolivia. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, on my way like, to honestly, China. Like, I always think of home when I think of all these trips, right? So I think of what I know and what yeah. I, what I, my dream of what I would like to see and, and paddle, the waters I'd love to see, the, the shorelines I'd like to tour and explore and so... Well, one of my destinations was was home. Okay. Right? BC. We've talked about this place, and that's why I've sort of added it to my list. Okay. Uh, one of the places is sort of reminiscent of home, just bigger. Yeah. It's like a giant canoe trip without the portages, which <laughs> is perfect for kayaking. And that's why I chose it. It's like so much exploration. It is unbelievable and it is and it, and it resembles northern canada so that's why okay. I, I chose it so so why don't you go first okay you want me to go like you last can, time just like last time we can we can go through yours and you tell us the top five destinations that you would love to take a kayak and explore so here's my here's derek's personal list top five Paddling destinations for kayak. Lake Ontario, Lake Superior, <laughs> Lake Michigan. There's five of them, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, my bad. Please continue. <laughs> well, mine has a standard theme and it's islands. And uh, so I I spent a few years living out in British Columbia. And I that's where I started paddling kayaks. And we, and uh, the the I was in the military and the base had some kayaks and so we would often bore them use them and and we would tour around the harbor and we would go and explore some of the local islands and stuff like that. So I never really had the opportunity to really dig my teeth into exploring the area. So so as is my it's my old stomping ground. So Vancouver Island would be my first primary destination for for kayaking for sea kayaking. And like I said, it's my old stomping ground. I, I, I am familiar with the area and I, there's just a lot of, there's so many islands, so major, so many major populated islands out there. And, and it, it's, it's Vancouver Island has so many inlets and, yeah. and, uh, fjords and fjords. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful place to paddle. And, uh, you know, a lot of these areas I'm used to seeing from the shore. So I would love to go back and, and like, honestly, like you'd need a lifetime just to tour around Vancouver Island and, and you could spend a lifetime doing it. There's just, Oh, I, if you were to follow the shoreline. Yeah. Like, forget like it. There's so many, like Gold River or, you know, Souk Harbor. And it's just, there's so many areas that I'd love to visit. So that that's primarily the that that would be my top spot, right? Right. And from there, it's it's a place where I've always dreamed of going. And you see it in the news. You see, hear you know uh, people discussing and talking about going there. And it's the uh, the Queen Charlotte Islands, or as people know them now, as the Haida Gwaii. So this uh, this native island, this native grounds, it's uh, it's home of the spirit bear, the yep. the, uh, the albino uh, black, black bear. bear. 
And uh, there's still a lot of totem poles still standing there from from historical dates, and it's it's just a beautiful area. The uh, it's almost rainforest like. Oh yeah. It's it's such a beautiful land. It's such a beautiful place to go, and I would love to go and and tour sections of Haida Gwaii. Obviously, there's not enough time to do too much of it because who has a lifetime to, who has another lifetime to spend kayaking, right? Exactly. So that would be my number two, the Queen Charlotte Islands or Haida Gwaii. And uh, so moving, so there, there's West Coast. And so now I flip right over to the East Coast. Okay, and that's good. There's, there's a You're few good. typical places on the East Coast or Central, or what do they call it, Upper Canada, where mm-hmm. I'd like to go. So going right over to the East Coast is the, uh, the Magdalene Islands. Yes. I remember years ago... A, uh, a roommate of mine, him and his girlfriend, they went and toured Magdalene Islands. When they came back for the, with the pictures of Magdalene Islands, it's like, I have got to go there. So I, it would be just amazing to... Uh, so it's basically two high points the island, and there's a saddle in between, like a saddle sand causeway. And that kind of area, you're not looking at canoes to do that. You're you're looking at... Oh, it, you're because, definitely looking at yeah, kayaks. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the straight, the St. Lawrence Seaway and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's It's... The water can get rough. Yeah. You need like like Vancouver Island out in the Strait and and wherever it's uh, it's very rough. Uh, the Haida Gwaii, it's pretty much open ocean. It's mm-hmm. rough. You need kayaks yeah. to tour these areas. Yeah, like you just you can't really do it in a canoe. And same with Magdalene Islands and the uh, Saint Lawrence Seaway and stuff. You need a kayak to tour these areas just for the safety and security and stability of a craft that sits lower to the water. Right. Right. So after seeing, uh, it, it's my roommate, James Hustis, he, after seeing him and his girlfriend's pictures of Magdalene Islands, it was, uh, it just, it really always set in my mind that I, someday I'm going to go there, right? So it's just one of those visits just waiting in my back pocket. It's like a bucket list type thing, right? And uh, from there, moving slightly east, is uh, is Newfoundland. And it's, I, I would like to do Newfoundland, I'd like to tour Newfoundland, but it would have to be the fjords. Just because the water is so rough around the island, I don't mm-hmm. even think it's safe for kayaks. But there's a like in uh, uh, in Newfoundland in some of the giant fjords that they have, like it's, it's just amazing what you can see. And if you get a good day, you can go out and paddle up to a you know a, an iceberg and check things out if it's spring. And it's just such an amazing. It's in a beautiful province, and I've toured it a couple times. I've gone up and down the west coast, and I'd like to see it from the water side. Yeah. Just because yeah, there's definitely a difference between seeing it, seeing stuff from the land yeah, and seeing stuff it's, from... It's all new again, right? Yeah. It's just amazing. And and I've seen, when I was in the Navy, I have seen, toured around uh, some of the island. Like I was in, I was in small boats and stuff and, and uh, larger warships and it, all up and down the east and west coast. But it's it's different when you're working, right? As opposed to doing some paddling and, and really getting intimately exploring some of these inlets and fjords. Mm-hmm. So like there's the the coastline it's like unbelievable how long a coastline things can be when you're exploring it in a kayak right so there's there's you know there's uh there's whale watching and icebergs and there's viking settlements and fishing villages it's just amazing to a lot like, of exploration yeah like when you get into some of these fishing villages and and the colors that they paint their houses in Newfoundland it's just it's beautiful to, yeah. to see that from the waterside and paddle up to the to the docks and see the fishing boats it's just a beautiful area and the people there are so friendly it's amazing like uh, if you've have you ever been to newfoundland uh nova scotia is about as far as i've gotten yeah like the people in newfoundland are just they're so friendly they welcome you with open arms right i've i've gone there half a dozen times now to newfoundland in my life and you know i've gone skiing i've gone touring i've been there with the military and it's it's just a beautiful island beautiful people and it'd be great to be able to spend a couple and honestly you'd need a couple of weeks or more to oh, yeah. to spend uh, just to tour it by water right so so that ends my east coast and now I'm going to move to upper canada number 5 my last on my list and this one is probably the most likely the only one that's going to happen <laughs> just because of time resources and whatever but uh georgian bay everybody it's talks less, about yeah. everybody talks about paddling georgian bay and I, I, this summer I was there with, uh, me and Mike toured around, uh, Philip Edward Island and, uh, we went into Killarney and the area, it was, it was surprising because we, <laughs> we spent, uh, four days circling Philip Edward Island mm-hmm. and we never saw another canoe. Kayaks 
everywhere, everywhere kayaks yeah and you're very exposed on the outward side of philip right yeah. on you're exposed to there's a lot of area to build up waves and stuff in into uh, philip edward island on the outside and it's you, you really you should we skirted in around we stayed close to shore all the time we never really went too far just because of the risk right and we were in an yeah. open canoe so it, to do that area and explore all up and the, down the coast there oh, yeah. yeah it would be amazing Right into Georgian Bay and, and all the little shops and villages that you could find and explore. It'd be, it'd be a great little vacation. All the little islands you get to. The risk is, like, as with any of these locations, is being storm-bound, wind-bound. Wind-bound, yeah. So, but Big with, water. But with kayaks, you can you can expose yourself to a little bit rougher water if yeah. the weather's not really threatening. So, and that's why you, all, all of these tours, you'd really have to be in a kayak. So all of these areas, it, I'll never get to in a canoe just because it's too dangerous. But But there's day, your five for the, the kayak. Yeah. My five for the kayak. That's my dream list. Well, alrighty. <laughs> so we'll start with mine then. Okay. And we'll start in Canada. Same place you started. The Johnson Strait. Yes. Over in British Columbia. Narrow passage between Vancouver Island and the mainland. We talked about that, but the two guys got out in trouble. One of them drowned. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Numerous sheltered inlets and islands. Views are of mountains and and the temperate rainforest. You can do day trips. You can do full backcountry camping. You know, lots of opportunities. Good chances to see killer whales. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Other wildlife includes bald eagles, deer, black bears, salmon, Pacific white-sided dolphins, Dolls, porpoises, seals, sea lions, the occasional humpback mink, or gray whales. <laughs> You've done your research. I've done my research. And just a little point, those spirit bears you were talking about earlier, yeah. they've actually found through DNA, they are a completely different species from black bears. Because it was always been, it's an albino black bear. Yes. And they're not. Yeah, the, the, I've heard about that. There is a <laughs> DNA difference. Uh, from the Johnson Strait, I would head north to Glacier Bay, Alaska. Ooh. Yeah. Glacier Bay has been protected as a 3.28 million acre national park northwest of Juneau. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Bay was created when the Grand Pacific Glacier receded 20 miles, opening up numerous fjords and bays, which is perfect for sea kayaking. Huh. Yeah. Tidewater glaciers to explore. So you can just come right up to the glaciers that are melting and yep. going out in the ocean there. Uh, chance of seeing glaciers calving. There's a couple of glaciers that calve so much that the big boats have to stay way back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Which would be really cool. But it would also be risky in small craft too, with the, with the like the mini tsunamis that keep kicking up. Exactly. Uh, backcountry camping or just day trips again. Seals, a porpoise, sea otters, black bears, moose, bald eagles, and whales are just... Some of the wildlife you can expect to see (laughs) up in Glacier Bay, Alaska. Then we're going to go, because, you know, we've been in a couple chilly spots. Let's go somewhere really nice, warm, and hot to Kadavu Island in Fiji. Kadavu Island, Fiji. Kadavu. Not Kadaver. Come up with that. Kadavu. Paddle your blue ocean waters, exploring sandy beaches, lagoons, and paddling to other islands. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snorkel with tropical fish and see the, I think it's Astrolab, but it's got an E on the end. Astrolabe? Astrolab Astrolabe. Reef. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paddle up rivers, explore waterfalls and forests. And this is all like in Fiji, Yeah. right? This is where like mutiny and the bounty and all that happened. There used to be a lot of cannibal tribes in that down there. Whales, dolphins, great Fiji butterfly fish. Which they have a big, big uh, counting thing every year. They count them. Do they actually fly? No, I don't think. I think they're it's not just like butterflies. The flying fish? No, it's I've different. seen flying fish before. Uh, I threw one. Would that count? <laughs> um, turtles, many types of birds and butterflies. This is a very relaxed style trip. Yeah. You know that's what that's why I want to go there. That would be like, yeah, you're paddling along. You know what? I'm just gonna pull over to the side, set up a tent, sleep on a beach. Oh. That sort of stuff. Get out the next day, paddle to another island, that sort of stuff, right? That's perfect for that, right? So Johnson Strait, Glacier Bay, Kadavu Island, Fiji. (laughs) And then we're going up to Europe. Okay. Okay, so we start in Germany where the Black Forest is 
and that is the start of the Danube River. Oh, good choice. Right? The Danube River is the second longest river in Europe, flowing through Germany, Austria, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, Serbia, Croatia, and Slovakia. Yeah, you could drink right out of that river. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It is... 2,872 kilometers long. So this might take me a might week or two. Might take a while. Yeah, it might take me a couple <laughs> of weeks to do, right? Uh, yeah, it starts in the Black Forest in Germany. Uh, but along the way, you you visit like Budapest, Vienna, Brat Bratislava, and Belgrade. Like, I mean, these are major cities, yeah. major historical cities. And the reason I chose this one is because there are so many areas of historical and cultural significance. Yeah. Um, like anything, there's too many to count. I mean, ranging from the Roman times and the Greeks all the way up to present time. Oh, yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah. you're paddling during the day. You're seeing all this beautiful scenery. Then you come to a city. You can pull over. Go see a medieval castle. Go see an art museum. Like it, it's it's phenomenal the things that you could do. Yeah. Like yeah, I might need more like more like four weeks to do this. <laughs> <laughs> now we, we what now obviously the, I'm a details kind of guy. So have you looked into or have you put into the back of your mind like security of the craft? Are you gonna stay in hotels? You're gonna camp in? No, I'd be doing the camping parks? thing. Is there, yeah. is oh, there there's area? camping all along the is way. Is there camping? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's one thing I always did, check. I didn't is know that, that. There is indeed camping as you go, huh. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but then you never know. Yeah, I might end up at a hotel or some staying someplace on the riverside or something like that. <laughs> go and, to a hotel. Can I check my kayak? Yeah, I like to check my kayak and all my <laughs> gear. Please, thank you. Right? That sort of deal. Um, but, I mean, this is definitely a different kind of paddling adventure, and that's yes. why I chose it. I mean, you're looking first at a nice, you know, Canadian one, and then you're looking at all the glacier stuff. Then you're looking at a nice hot, sandy beach. Yeah. Oh, now you're nice. looking at a historical, going through Europe sort of one. Yes. So, I mean, each, so far the first four are like totally different from each other, right? Which is kind of cool, mm -hmm. right? So now I'm into like year seven of my trip. <laughs> <laughs> my last one, Lake Saima. In Finland. Finland. In Finland. This is the one I was saying is sort of reminiscent of northern Canada, but it's like one massive lake. How do you now, spell it? Uh, S-A-I-M-A-A. -A -A, lake Saima. And it's a massive area of lakes and rivers in southeastern Finland, and it's not too far from Russia. There's a lot of water in Finland. It's 4,400 square kilometers in size. Now, wow. with us, we do a lot of canoe tripping through Algonquin Park. Yeah. And we think, well, Algonquin Park is huge. It's 7,700 square kilometers. This is 4,400 square kilometers. Basically, a massive lake with little inlets and rivers coming off of and yeah. islands and stuff like that. It's huge. The largest lake in Finland, the fourth largest body of fresh water in all of Europe. Well. Been called the paradise of paddlers. Countless rivers, streams, islands to explore with uh, camping opportunities everywhere. They say they encourage wilderness camping. The amount of shoreline available. Some, uh, I, I couldn't find any other um, information, so I didn't really write it down, but... There was something along the lines of 15,000 kilometers worth of shoreline to explore. Oh. 15,000 kilometers. Like, good Lord. I'm looking at it now. This is a huge lake. So many islands. The Saima ringed seal is an endangered creature that lives Fresh. only in Lake Saima. Freshwater seal. Yeah. Huh. Less than 400 left in the wild. Oh. Yeah, there's like 360 or something like that are left as of two th two, 2016. Hmm. Uh, other animals you're going to see Eurasian brown bears, wolves, lynx, reindeer, eagles, cranes, swans, and a lot of smaller birds. Reminiscent of northern Canada with lots of exploring and no portaging, <laughs> which is perfect for that. Yeah, you're just looking at that. So, yeah, we've gone sort of from... from West Coast Canada to Alaska with all the ice and stuff like that. Yeah. To Fiji Islands, nice hot snorkeling, sandy beaches. Cruising through a historical section of Europe, Central Europe, Germany down through 
through uh, Austria, Hungary, Romania, all the, those places, seeing all the historical stuff, you know, do a nice family sort of kayak trip, and then finish off with something like this, Lake Saima. Mm-hmm. That's the, my trip. I'm, look, I'm looking at the latitude, and obviously it's different because it's a different part of the world, but yeah. Lake Saima and Finland would be about the same latitude as Hudson Bay. I used to live in Moosney. I didn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. This is north of Moosney. Yeah. See? Perfect. Nice. Perfect, I tell you. No crowds. <laughs> no. <laughs> no no crowds be. whatsoever. There wouldn't be. I'll just hop on a reindeer and off we go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my five destinations. If time, money, all that sort of stuff wasn't a factor. Yes. Those. Now, I, I don't know that I'd definitely do it in all that. You know what? I probably would do it in that. Yeah. Johnson Strait, Glacier Bay. Fiji, Europe, and Finland. Nice list, man. Nice list. It is, isn't it? That's just awesome, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're doing the east coast to west coast of Canada. You're a homeboy. Yes. You're staying there and yep. doing it. But I think, you know what? If I were to say, dude, I'm going to Fiji, you coming? Oh, no doubt. I'd drop everything yeah, and go. You'd be going. Oh, yeah. You'd be going. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, that's our lists. Now, we're going to have Camper Christina on in a I guess a few weeks or something yeah. like that. We're looking at, uh, we're getting her on here. Uh, and she does all her kayaking and stuff. So we're going to talk kayaking. And she says she's got a list of five places that she would like yeah, to she go. Does. And I think we're going to get her to explain her list and why she wants to go. I think perfect. that'll be pretty good to hear. So let's say quick commercial here and we'll back and we will talk about the evolution of paddling amongst the disciplines. Something that we've been noticing out of, especially out of, uh, the um, Paddle Sports Retailer, retailer show. show. Sounds interesting. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio, whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Now, when we were checking out the stuff from the Paddle Sports Retailer Show, one of the things that caught your eye, Derek, yeah. was the Angle or Versa Paddle. And basically, this thing mounts on a kayak, and it has the paddle... Instead of one solid straight paddle, it actually mounts a paddle that is at an angle downwards. Almost like a tripod. Yeah. It's, it's mounted on a tripod and it's an angled kayak paddle. Yeah. So they say, you know, so if you, you can operate basically paddle with one hand. Yes. Because this is supported in the middle. So if you have one arm, you can go kayaking. If you are fishing with one hand, you can paddle with the other hand. Yep. This sort of thing. So this sort of innovation leads me to think of, Back in the day when the original kayaks had the Greenland style paddle and canoes had a single blade made of wood, carved, that sort of thing. How far we've come in the different paddling disciplines when it comes to paddles. Yes, the evolution of the paddle. Now we've seen, I mean, there's always the, you know, the, the, the jabbing back and forth between kayakers, canoers, that sort of thing. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I was supposed to keep that a secret, but, you know. Um, but the last few years when a lot more people I know that have started getting into the solo canoes, I've actually seen a few of them pick up a kayak paddle. It's, it is a more efficient. It's, uh, well, the day we were out with, uh, Chris, Cameron Christina, she, she used, she used a kayak. It's, it's with the tiny canoe she had, it was almost like a kayak. It was an open kayak, mm-hmm. but it's, it, uh, you get a more efficient stroke. You don't have to worry about your J strokes and your draws and whatever. It's, it's, it, you're paddling. It's easy to switch back and forth and do your paddling. And, and so it's, uh, 
increases efficiency, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. And when you're looking at stuff like that, now all of a sudden you're getting into the carbon fiber paddles yes. and the lightweight Ultra paddles light. for racing and stuff just beyond the regular. Yes. It is amazing how much stuff is actually out there now and how the paddles are evolving the every year. The technological technology. advancements, the uh, the lightweightness, the like now paddles are being designed more. Or you see a lot of power paddles, like uh, for whitewater or for racing, and mm-hmm. you get that huge blade. And specific then, for every little yeah, thing. Yeah, everything. Every discipline has its own design now. If you were on a massive trip and you're going to hit a whole bunch of things, you need to carry like ten paddles with you. I know. Yes, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, that's just one of the things when you brought up the the angle or versa paddle. Google that and check it out. It's kind of weird looking. It just got me thinking about that. But it's it's a nice design. It's like like you said, a one armed person can uh, go kayaking. Yeah, good for them now. Um, so I guess that's about the end of our show now. Yes. Yeah, let's just end it here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, uh, check us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if there's anything you've missed, any episodes you want to check out, past episodes, because we got like, what, 82 of them now? Mm-hmm. This is 83. Uh, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Google Play, and on Paddling Adventures Radio, we also have uh, episodes. So thanks everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>